Asking yourself, why is Devin live streaming at 7.20 in the morning? Well, the answer is simple. Yesterday I didn't want to do a live stream. And this is the best time that I'll have to do it for days. So I got up early. And my two, my two favorite ladies are in the chat. Well, obviously my wife and my mom. I can't forget those two but of course there are people showing up so guys yesterday i just kind of needed a break uh we went to our friend's house it was a big day there was a there was a hot hot button article released in my group you know among my circles we'll say and it's kind of stirring the pot and i do want to address that article today but not until later the first thing that i want to deal with though is uh have you seen this article going around saying that there's actually been court filings against all the bad guys merry christmas to everybody i'm he i'm seeing that in the chat yeah so Someone's already asking me about the article, and it is the article that they're mentioning, but f I want to deal with some C-19 issues, because that's what we do here, because we're just an endless state of fighting off a mild cold, right? That's what we're doing in Canada forever. So, um, I don't know if you guys have seen this Desert Review article, one thing that I'll point out right off the bat with this Desert Review article is that it's written in a way where it's, you know, obviously journalism is not biased or is biased, but uh, it should be written in a neutral way. Like we know the biases of every media outlet we read, right? But this one is just kind of using loaded language that I didn't like, but it says... um We'll go to read on. It says Gates, Fauci, Dazak, which I don't know how to pronounce that name, charged with genocide in court filing. So let's see if that's true. Um, it says in a stunning 46-page legal filing to the International Criminal Court on December 6th, an intrepid attorney and seven applicants accused Anthony Fauci, Peter Dazak, Melinda Gates, William Gates III, so that's Bill, and 12 others of a numerous violations of the Nuremberg Code. These included various crimes against humanity and war crimes as defined by the Rome Statutes. Articles 6, 7, 8, 15, 21, and 53. So this article is going to go on to say that it did, it was accepted by a court, and we're going to go to that website after. Usually with these things, I'm, I'm skeptical of these things, I usually think that they're not legit. Uh, 
I think it's pretty, it, it just, it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Like who's going to enforce, enforce these court wins when every country, uh, that has any power to enforce anything is going along with all of these evil mandates, right? I, that, that's my, that's my issue. So I don't know how is it enforceable? Who, how does it work? How does it work now? When, when you've got the United States of America, England and England on the same side, uh, as the, as the totalitarian takeover, how do we, who's going to enforce this? Who's going to, who's going to do this? That's, I, I just don't know. Um, sorry. So besides the four kingpins, 12 others were named, including the CEOs of the leading vaccine corporations and the health leaders held accountable for the United Kingdom. Albert Borla, CEO of Pfizer, Stefan Bansell, CEO of Moderna, Pascal, Pascal Soriot, CEO of AstraZeneca, Alex Gorski, CEO of Johnson and Johnson, Tedros, whatever his name is, he's the director. He's the director general of the WHO. We know him, Tedros, uh, Boris Johnson, the UK Prime Minister, Christopher Whitty, UK Chief Medical Advisor Matthew Hancock, former UK Secretary of State for Health and Social Care. You can see that it's a lot of UK people, and I'm not going to read the rest of the names. Um, Doctor David. Saha, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of names I can't pronounce today. Having worked for the Gates Foundation since 2001, was named a World Economic Forum Young Global Leader in 2007. A side note about this uh, World Economic Forum Young Global Leaders thing: Michelle Rempel Gardner, um, our beloved MP from Calgary, who dances in the aisles when um when they make uh counseling for homosexuality illegal is also a young global leader of the world economic forum she was also given that title by the world economic forum so if you were wondering where her allegiances lie it's not with canada side note moving on see so this is the terminology that gets loaded. It says Klaus Schwab, a wickedly intelligent, perhaps diabolical German with double doctorate degrees in economics and engineering. See, like just explain who he is. Let's not, let's not hit people's judgment. Uh, like let's not cloud people's judgment by loading it and saying he's evil. Now I totally think that, but the article's kind of loaded. Um, or the, the wording is loaded. Um, he is the founder of the World Economic Forum, a club for the wealthiest percentile of the world's corporate and political elite. He is a power broker who has groomed many presidents, prime ministers, and tech CEOs who now view him with reverence and unswerving loyalty. So, the irony is not lost on me that a German wants to dominate and take over the planet. Um, you guys have a bad run with this stuff, Germany. It's, it's time, it's time to stop. Um, Laura brings up in the chat that Tedros, Tedros made a comment saying that the boosters are being used to kill children. I did see that. 
you know, it almost sounds like, and I hate the term, but it sounded like almost like a Freudian slip. Like he's saying what he really means by accident. That's what it seemed like to me. I don't, I don't know. I did hear that clip though, uh, as well. So Tedros, not a good dude in my opinion, but yeah, it's kind of seemed like he, it was like a slip of the tongue, but that's what we're saying. Maybe he means what he actually says. Maybe he said what he accidentally wants to say for real. Uh, so let's see Schwab. An economist and technocrat has befriended many nations, most significantly China's Xi Jinping, who delivered a key speech at Davos. Davos? He praised his vision of a new world order. On January 25th, 2021, Klaus Schwab vowed his support for Xi Jinping with these words. Mr. President, I believe this is the best time to reset our policies and to work jointly for peaceful and prosperous world. We all welcome now His Excellency Xi Jinping, President of the People's Republic of China. So there's a video. We're not going to, I'm not going to watch it. So you see that terminology. There's that reset terminology. He wrote the book COVID-19 and the Great Reset, which our beloved premier in Alberta said we would not be doing a great reset and yet here we are helping with an economic reset um many consider him to be the mastermind behind the current movement towards cryptocurrency interesting universal identification and a one world government to be run jointly in totalitarian fashion with china see and that'll never work right um, you're going to have the globalists and the Chinese come to a head here. If you listen to Chinese, uh, speakers, uh, leaders, they are extremely, um, I don't know what the proper term is. Um, I don't know if Aryanism has to do with just fighting for the white race, but the point is, is that they would be Chinese supremacist in their motives. So, they don't think white people are, 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 are as good as Chinese people. They are racist, inherently bigoted towards different ethnicities. Uh, this is just a fact of Chinese culture. It's, 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 it's in deep there. Um, there was a museum that got public attention a couple of years ago because it portrayed Africans as like fauna in the, in the museum so not good stuff so china will never coexist with a globalist government you almost have to hope that the globalists and the Ch and the chinese have a massive fight in which they destroy each other and we somehow don't get caught up in the nuclear holocaust that's the only way you would make it out right <laughs> so we don't want that anyway okay attorney hannah rose so this is Key point here, Hannah Rose, I looked her up just to see what's going on, like where she's from, what is her deal. So Hannah Rose and seven applicants brought the Nuremberg action on behalf of the victims, the entire population of the United Kingdom. She filed the legal proceeding with the International Criminal Court located at The Hague. The Hague is notable for its long history in helping victims seek redress, redress 
for war crimes and defining appropriate ethical guidelines for conduct during war. So if you follow with the Hague, you're almost making the argument that you are in a war. I, I don't know. Following the Nazi atrocities committed during World War II, the war crime trials were held in Nuremberg, Germany. Following these, a set of principles was developed, which ultimately led to the development of the Nuremberg Code. And so, as you know, that is what a lot of people have been touting as what the problem is. Uh, This is a violation of the Nuremberg Code. So, these principles essentially meant that Anyone, no matter how wealthy or powerful, even a head of state, was not above the law. Beautiful. The fact that the law of their home nation would permit their action would not relieve the person from justice under international law. So there you go. Basically saying I was just doing my job, it's illegal in my country, or it's legal in my country, is not an argument. In particular, the medical experiments conducted by the Nazi doctors led to strict rules and ethical principles regarding future human scientific trials, including the doctrine of necessary informed consent and freedom from coercion or threat in submitting to experimental drugs. So the loophole that governments are getting getting, uh, by on this, especially in my area, is if you look at, say, AHS, for example, AHS is a private contractor that is a nonprofit organization that then does the hiring and is like contra- like they're contracted by the government to run the hospitals. I believe is the way you would look at that. And so when they do a mandate, it's through a private business. It's through a private corporation. Whereas if a government mandates it, and they don't give you informed consent, they're violating the Nuremberg Code. But basically, the way that they're working it is through many layers and saying, this, you know, this private business is enforcing this. That's their prerogative as a business. So it doesn't help. So basically making the argument that the Nuremberg Code doesn't help you against private businesses. How disgusting is that? That's what's happening with me and my work. Uh, as you know, I am no longer working as of January 1st. And I'm on leave without pay as well, so I can't collect EI or anything like that. I have to immediately start hunting for a job. (sighs) As we all know, before receiving a surgical procedure, there's a legal and ethical requirement that the patient be apprised of any significant potential risks, including infection, bleeding, nerve damage, or even death. The patient usually signs the consent form following this explanation, and as we all know, whenever we receive prescription medication, we are notified of the potential risks on a package, insert, and usually a discussion with the pharmacists. Uh, V's, we'll call them, should be no different, yet they are. A person about to receive the, the V is rarely told that there are risks of blood clots, bleeding, cerebral thrombosis, myocarditis, I'll throw in pericarditis, maybe that's the cerebral thrombosis, I don't know, and death. Yet those risks exist. All right, so the the article is long, as you can see, but um, what I'll do 
is this will be one that I post in the links or I'm going to just post the link for this in the chat through face. It'll be on Facebook. It'll stay on Facebook. It won't stay on YouTube after the live feed. So if you're looking for that article, you can go to my Facebook page, uh, go to the comment section of this video and it will be there. Um, and yes, someone brings up the AHS backtracked. Uh, very thankful for that. It's 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 a pretty interesting thing, and I am gonna actually deal with that, but not yet. So I'm going to hide this on the stream. I'm not gonna go through this whole article. You can see it for yourself. Um, so I went to Hannah's website here. At least I believe it's her website. It's called hannahroselaw.co.co icc complaint dot uk that's the slash actually you know what i'll post this one i'm gonna post this one in the chat as well right now um so someone is actually telling me that uh their church started vaccine passports we can you can just see that Oh, nope. Where'd it go? There it is. So you can see there, she is stating that they did that. So that's not a church anymore. Um, don't, I, you need to go there, finish what you've started, unless they won't let you in. But a church imposing uh, vaccine mandates on people is not a church. And you, I don't think you have any, I don't think you have any obligation to try and stay anymore. It's, that's, that's unethical. It's evil. Um, it's evil. We're to go and pray for the lepers. And this is like a thing, right? I mean, I'm a little distracted now by that, but just taking a step back to talk about um taking a step back to talk about churches that would impose a vaccine mandate on people or sorry a v mandate a cookie mandate um uh i i'm sorry i'm just I'm kind of I'm kind of baffled. I can't even imagine what it would be like to to have a church that would not let you in um for that reason. You know like I literally think that that the the the, the, the shot is shedding spike proteins. Um I don't think the shedding is only a 14-day thing. Um and I will go into a situation with the vaccinated and hug them and love them and be there for them. And if it kind of makes me sick or makes people around me sick, that's just now something that we're going to have to deal with. But, uh, I am not, um, I am not, uh, I'm not going to discriminate against the vaccinated. I think getting the, va the, 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 the COVID shot, is foolish. Um, 
but I'm not going to discriminate against you. And uh, I believe that you should leave your church. Um, you can't even go in anyway. You're you're banned from it. So it's time to find a Bible-believing, gospel-centered church. And um, Anna Lee, I, I'm going to message you. I'm going to message you on Facebook after, if I remember. Um, uh, if I don't, message me first. Um, and let's try and find you somewhere to go, um, where you, where you can get, where you can, where you can go to an actual church. Let's do that. So, okay. Moving on back to this website from Hannah Rose law. It says international criminal court on behalf of the peoples of the United Kingdom. This, oh, wow. Is that Latin? This proprio. Motu, Matu <laughs> request was drafted by Hannah Rose and filed with the prosecutor of the International Criminal Court on December 6th, 2021. It is free and available to anyone who wishes to read it, download it, share it, reuse it, or otherwise benefit from its com- content. Namaste? See, like... So I go to this website and it's allegedly Hannah Rose's website. And then it ends like with a namaste heart emoji. I just. Is it just, I mean, it's just, it kind of doesn't seem that professional, I guess. So. I've tried to open up the court or the court filing word document, but um, it is there on this website. So you can go read it yourself if you want. Um, I just don't trust the way the screen share works. I don't know if it works really. I'm not sure how to, but uh, I can't open it up as an, as a website page. So it's, it's uh, I'm not going to open that document, but you can go to this website, which I've linked And you can go read it yourself. But there's a screenshot and it says International Criminal Court. And then there's a reference number and it says The Hague, December 6, 2021. It says, Dear Sir, Madam, um, the Office of the Prosecutor of the International Criminal Court acknowledges receipt of your documents slash letter. This communication has been duly entered in the communications register of the office. We will give consideration to this communication as appropriate in accordance with the provisions of the Rome statute of the international criminal court. Please note this acknowledgement letter does not mean an investigation has been opened, nor that an investigation will be opened by the office of the prosecutor. As soon as a decision is reached, we will inform you in writing and provide you with reasons for this decision. Like, do you see what's going on here? See, like, as I investigate it, I just, I'm less confident. Her email is hannahroses111 at hotmail.com. A lawyer, a lawyer filing, a lawyer filing, um, filing with the Hague to lob criminal criminal charges against the world's elite 
is using a Hotmail account and not her her at law office account. See, like, this is why you just got to read this stuff and look at it for yourself because I'm not going to say, like, I have a dumb email address as well, but, but like, using a Hotmail account um, instead of your law, like, you don't have a law office email, it's just... Every tiny company that you work for now, you'll have an at that company email. So, you see how it's just not, like, I don't know, man. It just seems kind of weird. And then there's, like, a donation thing here. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know this. I don't know anything about this woman. But this website is just kind of looking like skeptical to me. I don't like. I don't know. <laughs> Look, we can hope it's legit. I hope this is a real court filing. Um, as you can see, she does look like she's actually filed something here and got back that it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that they'll actually investigate. So we can only hope that this really happens. I mean, I want it to be investigated. I want it to go to the Hague and all that. Um. Someone comments, I think the uh, jabbed, we'll say, or the veed are the ones that are discriminating against us. Absolutely they are in a lot of circles. Um, there are plenty of veed people at my church, and we don't discriminate against each other. Um, many of them know my opinion. Many of them know that I'm willing to lose everything, and they were not. Uh, and they have their reasoning behind that. And they fully know that I think that their reasoning is, is wrong. Um, but I'm st like, we still love each other. It's again, you know, it was brought to my attention. Let love cover a multitude of sins. Yes. Let love cover a multitude of sins. Of course. Of course. So if I think that they're wrong, it's not going to make me hate them. If I believe that they are saved by grace, grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to hate them. I'm not going to be mad at them. I'm going to treat them as my brother, even though I think that they're wrong. It is what it is. I don't think there's a biblical principle to submit to an unjust edict to get what you want or to live the life that you want or provide for the family, your family in the way that you've been providing. Providing for your family is a good thing. But doing it through an evil system is not. And so now I'm going to be making... Any any job I get is probably going to be exactly, at the most, half of what I make. And so I'm... That's, that's my deal. I'm just doing what it takes. And hopefully I can find somewhere that I can work 60 hours a week and bring home bring home the cash and pay off some stupid things and be done with it so i yeah in you know to sum up all this stuff that i just showed you just be careful with it i just i don't know anything about the sources i don't know anything about the lawyer and this this website just seems kind of like low budget, I mean, I'm low budget too, but 
This is supposed to be a professional lawyer, and she's got a... She's taking on the world with her Hotmail account. It just, it seems weird, right? I don't know, like, I don't know. Um. Okay, guys. So, what do we have coming up? Oh, yes, AHS. From the Western Standard, you guys. This one is a little more personal and close to home. Right in our backyard. So as you guys know, AHS backtracked and allowed all unjabbed staff back to work with COVID testing. And so you can see a quote here from health, from the Minister of Health, Jason Copping. In light of the risk posed by the Omicron variant, we need to adjust the policy to maximize the capacity, and avoid losing any staff, if we can, while still keeping patients safe, said the health minister. So, amazing. To ensure anticipated demand on the healthcare system can be met in Alberta, the government has directed Alberta Health Services to offer all 1,400 full and part-time staff who have been placed on unpaid leave a chance to return to work with the option of testing. The province made the announcement Thursday in the wake of the growing spread of the Omicron variant. We stand by the Alberta Health Services workers' immunization policy as we have from the start. And staff and physicians deserve credit for the high immunization coverage they've achieved, said Alberta Health Minister Jason Copping. So I would like to state once again, every time we run into this word immunization, it means to be made immune to something. That is not what your immune system is. Your immune system is the, the the best part of your immune system is the wall that keeps infection out. By definition, the COVID, the 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 mandatory cookie that you're being forced to take does not immunize you. It does not make you immune to something. You can still get sick. You can still transmit it, and you can still die from it. That is not immune. If it does alleviate symptoms, which is the only argument, that is not immunity. Carrying it and transmitting it and spreading it to others, I do not believe counts as immunity. Anyway, moving on. In light of the risk posed by the variant, we need to adjust the policy to maximize capacity and avoid losing any staff if we can while still keeping patients safe. So because there's this next wave of a new variant, we're going to begrudgingly let you come back into work because we need you. Maybe the best thing that the health workers could do is toe the line and not go back and say, no. Forget it. How dare you do this to me? Not to mention all the people, all the AHS workers that were bullied into taking it, who didn't want to take it, who are single mothers, single parents, and they took it 
because they're wor- trying to survive and now you're going to go back on your policy and still let people work. Um, there's two sides to this. Like, if I'm one of those people, I definitely want to try and get legal action as well because you forced us to take it to get your numbers up and now you're backtracking. It's, 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 that's almost just as evil because you blackmailed people, coerced them into getting it, and now you're backtracking. It's crazy. So, the immunization policy is about putting patients first, and this adjustment continues to put patients first by supporting Alberta Health Services in planning to add capacity as needed. So, we're now at a point where you're getting rid of staff that worked for 18, 22, 18 to 22 months. Uh, you know, most not getting sick, not getting ill at all, not testing positive. <sighs> Saying they were unsafe and you need to get rid of them. But because there's a new variant that's the most communicable one ever quotes i'm doing air quotes uh you can now bring in those people that are a threat to everybody because it's better to have them there than than to be short-staffed but if but if but if these variants are so bad and and it's so imperative to be immunized against this variant how can you justify bringing these people back? It's it's wild. It's basically admitting that really realistically, do or die. It's not really a big deal. You're you're, okay, you're actually probably going to be okay. It's almost admitting that 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 the risk probably isn't that bad. Uh, testing options will now be available to any unimmunized staff member who wants to return to work according to a statement released by the government of Alberta. Uh, they're going to have to, they're going to have to provide tests every 48 hours. So honestly, if these 1400 employees or 3000, as we actually think they are, but these 1400 employees should get together and be like, no, we're not testing either. No, I would compromise and get tested personally. I mean, I don't really trust those either. Those could probably kill you too, but the way I look at it is not permanently changing your body. And then you're actually, you have something to prove you like, no, I'm negative. So the outbreak has nothing to do with me. So it's kind of, I know people are like, I would never test either. I I get that. I, I, that's, that's a strong position for sure that I can get behind. But in this situation, I would be telling AHS 1400 employees say, no, we're not testing. Uh, do you want the 1400 employees back or not back off? Let us come back because I think the power's in your hands now. Uh, AHS workers, you can say, no, we're not coming back until uh, you uh, back off with all of this stuff. 
Either way, the irony is not lost on me. We are concerned about the rapid rise in these cases across the province in recent days and anticipate that it could further impact our healthcare system quickly, said Verna Yu. We must ensure we have the staff and resources required to care for our patients. This is the third time AHS has backtracked on its policy with workers. It was originally announced on August 31st. And it keeps going. And they must, they should have been fully V'd by October 31st originally. And then they backtracked on that on October 22nd. And on November 29th, one day before mandatory shots were to be implemented for all staff, it was extended again. So this is just extending, extending, extending. Someone's asking, was this, was this actually 1,600 workers? I don't know what the real number is. I mean, if AHS is saying it's 1,400, can we assume it's doubled? I don't know. I thought it was 3,000 at one point. But you got to remember, is that 1,400 they're just using that number as like that was recent. Was that recent? Was that just the recent number? Is it 3,000 total over time and now they're just kind of using that number? So, I don't know. Um... Cliff says, a person can go crazy trying to understand why the government is so insane and illogical in their decision making. I think that's part of their rationale for doing what they're doing. Oh, I can't scroll. Um, I love how they use a cold as the cover story. Yeah, wow. All right, guys, so this one, this next thing, I had to enter into it cautiously because I was in a group chat and um, it got a little bit spicy in there yesterday because people were feeling bad for this brother and uh, personally, I I took the stance that uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a good enough reason. Um, oh, what is going on here? I don't think that there's any good reason. Haha. <laughs> I don't think there's any good reason to take a shot. Cliff is warning me not to do it. It is too late, my bro. It's happening. I'm going to be nice about it, I promise. Oh, I'm messing with the wrong button. That's why. So... As you can see, wait, where'd it go? Ah, there it is. So, we've got this article. It's called, Why I Got the V After I Had COVID. It's by Samuel Say, who, he has been a stalwart defender of truth. His blog is massive. Well, I mean, not massive, but massive for our circles. He is, uh... He is a good dude, and um, he is beloved by the community. And so I don't have 
uh, any animosity towards him or anything, but people are, um, people are, people are, uh, sympathetic to his arguments. And, um, I would actually say that unfortunately he lays an excellent case, even in this article, why you should not get it. Uh, unfortunate for him. So you can imagine most likely that the reason he got it after having the C word, uh, is, 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 is because of a girl. Now, honestly, it's a short article, so let's just read it. It's called slow. The article is slow to write. You know what? I'm going to post it. I'm going to post a link to that as well. So you can go read it for yourself. My intent here is not to attack him. It's not to slander him. Uh, I'm like, I, I don't have any animosity towards him. Uh, people might think that I do, uh, that I, that like are close to me, but it's just, the arguments are bad and, um, it is, it is what it is. Um, he says a few days after I proposed to Annie, I promised her I wouldn't let, uh, V mandates keep me from marrying her. So immediately people are asking and saying, um, you know, I said, no, I think he's wrong. Um, I think his reasoning's wrong. I think he's agreeing to a really bad system. And he's justifying himself. Someone, a wise man, even said, maybe he shouldn't be blogging about such personally based conscience issues. And that's a, that's a fair assessment. But now it's public. And, and it's open to looking at. So that's where we're at. Um, I've got my notebook out, which means... I actually wrote stuff down. So he made a promise that he wouldn't let these mandates keep them apart. And she didn't ask him to make this promise. It says she didn't ask me to make that promise. She didn't ask me to get the vaccine for her. She would never ask me to. She loves God too much for that. She loves me too much for that. Annie doesn't insist on her own way. So, I agree with Annie. Good job. She seems like a smart lady. Um, this article, or uh, this point right off the bat, seems to be an admission that forcing someone to take the shot would be bad. And he, uh, it's like a, you can tell that he is pretty against it in the first place, right? So I looked up stuff on vows, making vows, and, um, you know, it is better not to burden yourself with a vow. Um, Jesus says, just let your yes be yes and your no be no. Um, you don't make vows because then you're beholden to them. So 
you've now taken an injectable that will forever change your life because you made a vow. And that was brought up to me. Well, is he not supposed to keep his vow? Well, in Matthew 5, Jesus says it's better not to make a vow. Right? Or You know what? Let's go make sure. I need to fact check myself. And we'll just read it so that it's on the record. Um, <clears throat> I got all my angstiness out of my system with friends. You know, because... I don't want to just make a thing and just be mad at this dude because it's it's at the end of the day it's his decision. He has he has to make this decision. He has to stand before God with his decisions, and I have to stand before God with my decisions. But I I think he's wrong. But that's okay. You make great articles, man, and I love you anyway. So. Um, Matthew five thirty three to 37 is what I wrote down. It says, again, you have heard that the ancients were told you shall not make false vows, but shall fulfill your vows to the Lord. But I say to you, make no oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is the footstool of his feet, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Nor shall you make an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black, but let your statement be yes, yes, or no, no. Anything beyond these is of the evil one. Um, so yeah, Jesus says that making of, you know, let your yes be yes and your no be yes, no, right? Um, I also wrote down Ecclesiastes 4. Or Ecclesiastes 5, 4 to 6. But I don't, I don't think I'm going to deal with that right now. Um, so, Annie seems like a fantastic godly woman who would never ask him to do something that would violate his conscience just so that they could be together. He says, I made that promise... Because earlier that week, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced the federal government would introduce a vaccine mandate that would ban unvaccinated people like me from air travel in Canada. Trudeau made the announcement four months ago in August, and it was enforced last month. Because of that, unless I get the shot, I cannot marry Annie. So, you cannot marry her right now. You cannot marry her soon. Which sucks. I, I get it, but you cannot marry her currently. Annie and I are in the middle of planning our wedding. We're supposed to get married in the spring. However, before that can happen, I need to travel 3,404 kilometers or 2,105 miles to the other side of the country for a five-minute visa appointment in January. That is super lame. I understand the frustration with that as well. It says this, Because of delays over COVID restrictions, Annie and I have been waiting for the appointment for two years. If I miss the appointment, the next available visa appointment is in February 2023. So these 
these are massive inconveniences, massive hindrances to his ability to get married. And that I feel for him. I know that when I decided to marry my wife, once we decided to get married, obviously you want to be married quickly. And now he says, and even if I managed to travel 3,400 kilometers without boarding a plane, I would need air travel to visit Annie in Ohio anyway. As of last month, Joe Biden's vaccine mandates banned unvaccinated, uh, unveed Canadians from driving through the American border. So, I cannot presume on things like planning and, and this stuff. I don't know. But was there a way for you to beat that deadline? You know, you say things like, in this article, you say things like, I have to do this. I would have to get air travel. I would have to do that. Well, I believe one of your heroes of the faith and a man that you respect massively and who respects you massively for all of his meetings and planning has purchased a truck and trailer and is refusing to use any planes at all to get around the country and he's doing tours where he drives from city to city and so have to no you don't have to do anything um, now, obviously the border thing is its own issue. So how to deal with that? I don't know. Um, again, I cannot presume too much. Uh, I presumed probably presumed too much of him behind the scenes privately when I first saw this. Um, and so it's probably good to get some things out of your system before you announce anything publicly. So maybe having asleep and doing this in the morning was a good idea because you just have to make sure that you're kind with your brothers. And obviously I massively, I clearly believe that this man is my brother. And so I will be treating him as such. So he lays out that it's very, very difficult. He says, Annie and I were concerned this would happen. It seemed inevitable. That's why I promised her I wouldn't let these mandates become the latest barrier between us. So you made a promise that you would take the shot if you had to. Now he lays out why he doesn't want it. I desperately do not want the shot, but I desperately want to be with Annie. My hate for these mandates doesn't surpass my love for her. So forced between remaining unveed or remaining unmarried, I'll choose to marry Annie. Now, there are so many things to consider here, brother. There are. Um, you know, you made a promise that you wouldn't, that you wouldn't let this keep you apart. 
You know the health consequences. You talked about that. What if you just take it and then die? What if you took it, you got your second dose, and you're just one of those people that doesn't wake up the next day? Now what? Now where's Annie at? She doesn't even have the chance of you anymore. If you just died, there's so many things to consider. Does, you know, there's a common issue. Does she have autoimmune disorders? Because I know people specifically that have autoimmune disorders that when they're around people that took these shots, it, it affects them forever. Now, I don't know anything about his, his uh, fiance. I, do, I don't know that, but what if you being around her is physically hurting her because you took the shot? Is that bearing on, is that bearing on you at all? Do you know about that? If you don't know about that, then I can't, I can't even bring that up. Like if you didn't know about that, if you don't know about those potential issues, then, then I, I can't hold that against you, obviously, but it is a thing. So he, he goes on. I told her I'm willing to lose anything over the V except her. I'm not willing to lose a wife over the V. So I will state, I know that this is rough, but there's a difference between a fiance and a wife. You are not currently married to this woman. This is a different situation whether we want to admit it or not being engaged is not the same as being married engagements can be ended i'm not telling you to end your engagement i'm not saying you should even entertain the thought what i'm saying is, is there's a difference between a wife and a fiance so before i proposed to her in august we hadn't seen each other for two years. C-19 restrictions and travel issues kept us apart for 673 days between October 2019 to August 2021. I think it's super adorable that you guys were counting days, that it was 673 days since you'd seen each other. Um, it definitely... It's definitely emotional. It's a... It's, I, yeah, like, <laughs> you're obviously a very cute couple if you're counting days. Um, um, one person says, at the end of the day, he's being coerced, which is a criminal offense. Yeah, no, he's being molested to do this. He is being blackmailed into this. Uh, someone asks, I wonder why he waited so long. He's going to explain it. It's because he thinks it's bad. He hates it. So, um, here we go, going on. I couldn't visit Annie in Ohio, and she couldn't visit me in Ontario, and yet for every second of that excruciating time, she patiently waited on God for me. I don't want to wait another two years for me. She's made many sacrifices for me. I'm happy to make little sacrifices for her. Yeah, so, I mean... I don't even want to, like, we would make big sacrifices for our spouses. We would make big sacrifices to do the right thing. Mm, you calling this a little sacrifice is, is not, 
It's not. It's not good. You, you've just made a, a huge sacrifice. Which, that's not even like a moral. A moral. Uh, issue to make a big sacrifice, but calling this a little sacrifice. It's potentially the end of your life, and maybe maybe that's even what you're taking into consideration here. You're saying a little sacrifice, like it is it is just my life. I've been told, you know, what our bodies are not our own, and maybe we need to do what we need to do to provide for our family no matter what, whether it's being coerced into something or not. Maybe we're will maybe we should be willing to take on, you know, all the things that come with these shots to provide for our families. Um, that's the argumentation from some people. I, I don't believe that to be true. I believe what you do is you don't allow yourself self to be medically raped. Um, and you believe and trust on God that he's going to provide for you for taking a stand against evil. That's where I'm at. So do I believe that God would have found them, found a way for them to be married eventually if that was his plan for them? Yes, I do. Um, I'm going to keep going on before I make my next point. Still, from August, I decided to wait till the first week of December to get the V. I hoped lawsuits over Trudeau's vaccine mandate for air travel would compel Canada's federal court to deem the mandate unconstitutional. But that, of course, didn't happen. Instead... Instead, two days before the federal government enforced the V mandate for air travel, and especially on the week when I had to get my first shot of the V in order to be considered fully V'd in time to travel for my visa appointment, I tested positive for C-19. So now, I didn't simply have to get it. I had to get it immediately after I had C-19. I was already concerned about the potential short-term and long-term effects of the V. Now my concerns were magnified. I know people who have had serious side effects from the V. I've shared some of their stories in an article. So he's literally written an article about all the problems with this, with this thing. I worried, for instance, that since the V is known to cause heart problems for some men around my age, getting the V immediately after my body was weakened with C-19 could make me even more vulnerable to that side effect. The virus clearly wasn't a threat to my health, but I can't say the same about the V. I am young and I'm relatively healthy. That's why I lost my mild C-19 symptoms after two days. The virus isn't a threat to me, but the V has been proven to be a threat to some people like me. So he's laying a really good case as to why you shouldn't why he doesn't need to take it. And yet, because of the federal government's vaccine mandate, ah, I keep saying it, I was forced into getting the first shot of the V immediately after I had C-19. It's absurd. I was forced into getting a V for a virus I have become immune to. So he even believes in natural immunity that you probably won't get COVID again after you've had it. Um, <sighs> so, 
Let's see here. Ah, moving on. But I wasn't merely concerned about how the V could hurt my body. I was also concerned about how it would hurt my mind. This is because the most important reason why I didn't want the V is because I didn't want to sin against God. So he's concerned that taking it would violate his conscience. And he clarifies, I'm not suggesting people who get the V are guilty of sin. I've said in the past, people have a righteous basis for getting it. And people have a righteous basis for not getting it. So honestly, I would, at this point, I would challenge that there's a righteous reason to get it. Um, if you get it because you believe it helps and you're in uh, uh, you're in an, an age demographic where you're at risk and you know all these issues and you believe it's helping you believe it's ending the pandemic I mean that's just foolishness at this point you have no reason to believe that anymore there's no reason to believe that taking this will help anybody or anything at this point it's over that's not true. If you took it eight months ago or 10 months ago or whatever, when you could, and you kind of don't pay attention to what's happening around you and you believe that this was going to help everybody. Okay. But we're way past that. Now we're way past that. The only reason you're taking it is because it will get you something you want or you think you need. So, um, now it's funny because I actually heard, Someone put forward a reason why you could, you know, you could take, uh, you could avoid taking the shot and it could be a sin to avoid taking the shot. I have a hard time with that. But if you're just like, if your attitude towards anything is like rah, 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 this is, you know, you don't want to follow any laws or any rules, um, because of bodily autonomy, like wearing a seatbelt or whatever, things that are proven, you know, laws that are proven to actually help, you know, maybe that could be sinful, but I'm not sure if there's really a good reason to take this now at this point. That's where I'm at. So here we go. Now he's going to lay out an argument that I really feel is, is, is basically like mine. And I'm almost, I've got to be done here soon. This one's going kind of long. Um, hold on. Sorry. So he says, I had a righteous basis for refusing the vaccine. I do not believe the supposed benefits of the V outweigh its potential health risks for my body. Agreed. And I mean, I, I even love that. He says supposed benefits. That means like, even if the benefits of it are true, which we don't believe, and I don't, it doesn't seem like he believes that either. Um, the, the, even if the benefits were real, it doesn't outweigh the cons. So, and he says, especially after I had C-19, I have legitimate reasons to believe the V could harm my body. Therefore, considering my concerns, I did not believe it glorifies God for me to get the vac- to get the V. So he's saying, based on these issues, getting it would not be glorifying to God. He said it. This is what he says. Not getting it would not be glorifying to God. That's what he said. In his words, I'm not putting words in his mouth. And let's just, 
Let's just read the verses uh, that he he cites so that they're they're documented for us, um, so that we read them out loud and they're in this recording um, because that's his citation. So, First Corinthians six nineteen to twenty. Or do you not know that your body is a sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you were bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body. So he's saying that he could not glorify God by taking this shot. That's what he said. Moving on. And though getting the vaccine... Ah! And though getting the V isn't sinful, these types of V mandates are. So, again, in principle, I, I basically agree. Um, I would say getting the, the V at this point is, I don't know how he, I don't know how you can do it righteously at this point. I mean, I'm going to leave room for, for you to have a conscience about that, but I, I don't understand it, personally. I don't understand how you could take this now. So, C-19 passports and mandates are designed to help people by harming others. They're designed to help people by harming others. These are his words, okay? Keep that in mind. These V mandates are a clear example of partiality and discrimination. Amen. Amen. Correct. They are. They are not merely authoritarian. They are evil. They are evil. His words. I'm deeply disturbed by that. If I'm getting a V, it should be because I believe it's best for my health. If I'm getting a V, it should be because I would be glorifying God with my body. I do not want to get the V in obedience to an evil mandate. I do not want to get the V to satisfy oppressive policies. But you submitted to evil and oppressive policies to go get what you already think is yours and what you already have decided you would be willing to do anything to get. You said it's evil. You did. and But you did it anyway because you think marriage supersedes this evil. You're okay with submitting to evil if it gets you something that you believe is good, it's tough, man. I hope I'm not putting words in your mouth, but this is how you're laying it out in, in my mind. Yet immediately after I had COVID, uh, C-19, I walked into my local pharmacy and I received my first shot. They didn't ask me about my medical history, including my history with C-19. They simply instructed me to sign a simple form. Then they pushed it, the needle into my arm. Did I violate my conscience? Did I sin? Honestly, I don't know. I don't think so. Brother. And anyone who's reading this article. You just laid out the groundwork that your knowledge makes it clear that interacting with this system, using this QR code system, and being immersed in it, is bad and the people that are imposing it on you are evil and you should we should be resisting evil correct but you did it so you could go get married i don't know man 
Like, even quite, like, he's got some inner turmoil. And that's how it was put to me as well. Look at this. Maybe that's because I'm deceiving myself. So he says, honestly, I don't know if I violated my conscience. Maybe that's because I'm deceiving myself. Maybe I'm justifying myself. But I don't think I am. So, oh man, here we go. So he says, if it's Christ-like for a husband to sacrifice his life for his wife, it is sinful for me to... Is it sinful for me to risk my health for my fiance? Is it sinful for me to comply with an evil mandate so I could obey God's law about cleaving to a wife? Either way, I'm grateful I can entrust myself to a gracious and faithful God. Yes, God has... If, if, if you have sinned, God has you covered. If you, if you determine that you did violate your conscience... And you come to the understanding that what you did was wrong so that you could go get married. God, God is going to forgive that. And, you know, you did what you thought you had to do. And you're, 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 get, you're, you're entering into a Christian marriage. And so there is hopefully going to be fruit from that. There should be. Um, you're going to be a blessing to your wife. She's going to be a blessing to you. You're going to get all of, all of the benefits of being married, and I'm, I'm happy for you. But I will say this. Again, you make a comparison to your fiancé to a wife. She is not your wife. Also, this is a bad comparison. If it's Christ-like for a husband to sacrifice his life for his wife... Is it sinful for me to risk my health for my fiance? So sacrificing your life for your wife, I, I, I would maybe need clarification on this, but the way I'm taking it is like, I would gladly die to preserve my wife's life. Amen. Absolutely. Totally agree. Will your wife die without, or sorry, Will your fiance die without you being there? Is that going to make her die? Like you getting a wife is something that you want and her getting a husband is something she wants. You do not need to get married. You do not need to. You don't have to. So you comparing... You injecting this into your body so that you can go get married to dying for your wife to dying to save your bride's life is not a good comparison. I hope I'm accurately representing your comparison there uh, from if it's Christ like for a husband to sacrifice his life for his wife. I believe what you mean is that you would go die for your wife and amen to that brother. But... I don't think that this is a fair comparison. And then you say, is it sinful for me to comply with an evil mandate so I, I, I could obey God's law about men cleaving to a wife? So you're, it is not, is it sinful to not get married? No, we would say that inherently in of itself, not pursuing marriage 
is not sinful. In fact, Paul says that there are certain circumstances where you shouldn't pursue marriage. There are caveats and there are people that are given to singleness and very clearly you are not, uh, you do not have the gift of singleness. Neither do I. It's, it's obvious based on your decision you made here. You clearly would do a lot to go get married and like there's, you know, I, I get it. I'm, (laughs) I understand. I, I understand why you're in love. You love her and it's godly to pursue marriage. It is, but comparing this to, um, oh man, I didn't, I didn't cite it, but comparing this to Genesis where it talks about a man is to leave his household and cleave to a wife and, and making this equal with complying to an evil mandate or uh, maybe that's not the best way to put it, but like somehow balancing it. Is it sinful for me to comply with an evil mandate so I could obey God's law? Um, those two things, um, how do I put this? Are they mutually exclude or God would not have you engage in evil so that you could pursue something that is necessary to be a Christian. Does that make sense? God's not going to say, go do this sin so that you can, so that you can obey me. So if it is sinful to, to, to do what you did, um, is it, which you're, you're, you're questioning, is it sinful to comply with an evil mandate? So in, in my head, it is, I've, I've come to that conclusion. Um, if you haven't come to that conclusion, okay, I, 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 it's going to just be a disagreement and it's okay. But if it is sinful to comply with an evil mandate, Um, you would not have to do it to obey God's law. You would not have to do it to be obedient to scripture. You're saying that you pursuing Annie at all costs is being obedient to scripture. I don't, that's not, no, I don't think that that's, that's true, man. Um, uh, because it is not a sin to not get married. It is not a sin to not get married as fast as possible to a woman that you can't get to. And if, if you have to violate your conscience and sin against your body and which would then be sinning against God to get to her, then I don't think you should do it. You see, I have a really hard stance though. My stance is that I will take it no matter what. So if the government comes to take my children it doesn't all of a sudden become a non-conscience issue if they're going to take my children. The government is committing evil against me, and I will try to stop them in that situation. But I am not going to comply to preserve myself or anyone in my family because complying with evil to avoid trouble 
is not what a believer is called to do, I don't think. That's where I'm at. So he says this. I made my decision, and it's bittersweet. But truly, it's much more sweet than bitter. After all, Lord willing, I'm a few weeks away from holding my soon-to-be bride in Ohio. I don't regret that. That's why. She's why I got the C-19, or she's why I got the shot after I had C-19. So, there you go. At all costs, he has pursued his fiance and has taken the QR code tracking system onto himself uh, so that he can go get what he wants and... Thank you, Clifford. That is a great quote. Um, so now she's going to have to get the J in order to live with him. In again, I believe he's. Um, so someone's asking. So now she's going to have to get it in order to live with him in Canada. I believe he's. I believe he's moving to the U.S. Um, that would be my guess. Um, uh, yeah, I, I believe he's moving to the U.S. So, uh, sorry, I'm getting. I'm just. I'm flustered. I want to make sure that I dealt with this gently because I was pretty aggressive about it yesterday, and I. I I don't want people to think that I I dis I have disdain for him or something. Um, I just think he's wrong, and I think his reasoning is wrong, and I think that you know everyone wants to read about Martin Luther and Charles Spurgeon fighting against the downgrade uh, until it until it's costly, until it's really costly, and then and then you know you can. You can have gray areas to get what you think you need and what you think you're biblically supposed to be pursuing. You can you can skirt those things, and I'm just not willing to do that anymore. You know, um, 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 Cliff is asking, he says, so now she's going to have to get it in order to live with him in Canada again, I, I think he's moving to the States or is he moving to the U S yeah, I believe he's moving to the U S now that he's got it. She has to get it in order to travel with him. Doesn't that take her future choice away as well? I presume he won't pressure her intentionally, but the pressure now exists. Doesn't it? Well, I assume he's literally just taking it so he can get to her because he's obviously still against it he's still against it so it's like he's basically doing the bare minimum so that he can go get married i I, it doesn't seem like he wants like it you know if he held the line as long as he did doesn't seem like he cares about going out to restaurants or any of these incon these things that we would call inconveniences these secondary things that we can live without he obviously seems to be giving that up but he was he's basically saying i can't live without this woman um he i can't live without this woman and i'm willing to inject this into me so so that i can be with her um now 
Uh, no, I'm not even going to say it. I, I don't want to accuse him of anything. I, I don't want to accuse him of anything, but he has pursued this. He, or, sorry, he resisted this for a very long time. And now he's, he's taken it to go get what he wants what he believes he can't live without. And, um, yeah, per like, I, I, I honestly, I don't appreciate you comparing your fiance to this because again, so look at that life for life thing, right? I mean, uh, or the, 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 um, sorry, I'm, I'm being unclear here because I am flustered a little by it, but I would die for my wife. If you took this and then you died so you could get to her, but you then you didn't get to her, she, she was never in any harm. She was never in any harm of dying. She was just in harm of not being married to you. Which, maybe this is hard to hear, but that's not the end of the world. Um... Getting married isn't the end of the isn't not being able to get married when you want is not the end of the world. And so, one of the things that I want to point out is this is all about how this affected him and her and their relationship. But there's a bigger picture here. This affects all of us. Uh, people have not really liked when I've made this argument. But basically, every person who's signing up for this system when times get tough because it makes their life difficult is making it more and more impossible if there is a battle to be won from a worldly standpoint, if there is a battle to be won, you're making it harder for everybody because now you've consented to this system. What about bringing attention to the fact that I can no longer get married because I'm a second class citizen. I am unveed. What about that for an argument, brother? Like what about, what about enduring these sufferings? Um, to, to, to show people that they're not alone in their fight. Instead, you gave up the fight to get what you believe you need. You gave it up. Now, now you have a QR code attached to you. Now you can use it anytime it's getting too difficult. Anytime it gets too tough, right? So if they make a QR code to go into grocery stores, well, I've already got it and I need to provide for my family, so I'll just use it. Thanks, man. But if grocery stores were completely empty uh, because no one complied or they lost 30% of their business and you had hordes of people begging for food outside of grocery stores, hmm, it would reverse because the public perception would be so bad that you're letting people die um, to keep them safe. But now... You'll have that code already and you'll always be able to use it 
to take the easy way out. That's the bigger issue. The bigger issue is the QR code that allows you to always be able to take the easy way out now. Always. Um, maybe, I guess maybe we'll need QR code people in the future to get us stuff. But I don't know. At some point, I'm worried that some of these people's attitudes will shift to, well, if I got it, why am I working so hard to keep everybody else alive? They could just get it and they could do it themselves. The attitude towards it will shift, especially if nothing happens to you. If you have no adverse effects, you'll really... It, it could lead to you changing your perception of people that don't have it over time. Um, hey, I did it to get what I needed. Why don't, why don't you just do that now? You have a duty to provide for your family, for example. Why don't you just take it to provide for your family? I took it to do what I needed to do to make my family. Why don't you take it to provide for your family? See, like, I, I'm, I'm just worried that that's the direction people that are taking it could go. And then, and then they'll become part of the other team, essentially, working against those who are trying to take a stand. So I don't think that this is just a, uh, I don't think that this is just a, a personal issue. Publicly putting this out there and basically saying, well, if it's really, really difficult and it's really, really hard to pull off and it's really, really painful, um, to not get it and it costs me a lot, then I'll just take it because what I'm getting in return is worth it. I don't think that that's the right attitude to take it. And again, I'm, I might be putting words in your mouth. I, uh, but this is how I'm reading your article. Um, this is how I'm reading the article again. Um, he's a brother. He's, he's a good guy. Um, he has been fighting against this stuff and he lays out an excellent argument as to why the mandates are evil. They're discriminatory and they're totalitarian. They're evil. And those are his words, right? So, so, uh, um, we, we just need to be careful with how we interact with each other. I'm glad I got it out of my system the way I did yesterday privately uh, instead of maybe saying something that would be hard to take back publicly because because he's a real brother and he's not even like he's not even just like you know just another christian he's in the same camp and mindset as me on a lot of things and so i want him to know that i love him and uh i, I hope that his marriage is blessed regardless of how he got there. It doesn't matter to me, right? Cause I still love him. I just wish, I just, I just, I just wish that he had stuck to his own reasoning. In my opinion, I believe he didn't. So with that guys, hopefully I don't, um, get a stern talking to from anybody. I believe he's, um, I believe, I believe I've, I believe I did my best to be gracious towards him. Um, and hopefully pointing out that this is a bigger issue, uh, than just doing it, um, doing it for your own goals 
is, is not a good enough reason by any means. So, with that, I'm ending this before I say anything that's too stupid. <laughs>